Great. Well, welcome everybody. Vadim, you're, you're in uh, Vienna at the moment? Yes, I am. Hi, Tino. Hi, Mark. You had introduced us to uh, Denise, and that, that was a great intro. Thank you. She was she did really uh, really well at our Future of Work conference. Eric Lindbergh. Oh, Mark, um, I'll be up full here in just two seconds. Yeah, I've been uh, gone for, for quite a while. I'm, I'm going to try to figure out what you guys have been up to. Yep. Well, if you're gone on the other side of the globe, you shouldn't go there for a day. You should take full advantage. Jonah? Welcome. Yes, I'm here. Hi, Mark. How are you? Good. Uh, Caitlin, did you send that digest out yet? I didn't send it out. Um, I finished it and got out of there, um, okay. out of Squarespace. Go ahead. And, uh, would you like ahead. me to send it? Okay. Yeah, Who would you like me to send it to? To the to that group that the the, uh, the, the everyone. User. Yep. Okay. Hi, Duncan. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Sean. Hey, Mark. I just got to jump off <laughs> and get a couple quick trades, and I'll be right back. Okay. Right. Good. I'm good. Hi, Francis. How are you? Okay. Great. And Chris and Torin. Morning, everyone. Good morning. So I'm just going to give it another minute. Some people are joining, so we don't have to repeat. <clears throat> but if anybody's got some interesting news to share, um, it's part of the cadence of doing these. Those who can join at 1030, if you've got something interesting, I want to put make you part of the uh, of the spotlight portion. If you... Well, uh, I can give you two things that <laughs> are not, not yep. amazingly interesting. Uh, well, one, there was an update to the Epic Games lawsuit uh, as of yesterday. Um, essentially... Uh, Epic Games was filed for a restraining order. The judge ruled uh, that, that they could not get one for Fortnite. However, which is great for everyone else, I don't know about Epic Games, maybe, I don't know how they feel, um, but they were granted a restraining order uh, for Unreal Engine, which is amazing for, for uh, new game developers and small game studios. It's very important. Uh, the other thing that happened is it was revealed officially by Unity that they're going to file for an IPO. Unity is Unreal Engine's main competitor, um, so that's big news for them, and also good for the game industry because Unity uh, is a back-end software that allows uh, studios to make games a lot faster because it's like a you know pre-baked code. Um, and the last thing is, Mark, I would love to have you on my podcast sometime. I started a new uh, video podcast show where I interview a bunch of really great leaders in all sorts of spaces and industries. Cool. That's 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 useful. And did you uh, connect with the person who's an Epic uh, shareholder? Yes, I did. I had a great conversation with him. Good. So you'll you'll see what we're the the cadence. I'll come back to this and and but feedback is a gift. So let's if if people think that we should do it differently uh, or better, um, you know, let us know and we'll we'll adapt. Uh, well, welcome Tom. Welcome Travis. I know it's early for you there, uh, Travis. 
Um, who else we got on before we get going? Ken, uh, how's Van? And Nisha, welcome. I think I said it. Welcome to everybody. Who's a 415-302-7741? Otherwise, with the title, Who Are You? I'm going to have to remove you if I don't know your your uh, your name. You can put star six. All right, I'm removing you. Oh, no, maybe you uh, named yourself. Okay, all right, we're going to get going. So, look, um, the uh, again, just reminder for compliance and good order, um, this is not uh, – this is easy, but uh, just – this is our, our official thing we have to do for compliance. But we have the, the weekly briefings, uh, which will be 11. It's going to focus on asset management or asset allocation, sorry. Um, and this is a cadence that I think makes sense um, for me and for you. And, and as we uh, try to co- collaborate going forward, is that we're going to send out a weekly digest. It looks like this. And, Caitlin, did it go out? Yes, it did go out. Okay, so you're going to receive these on Mondays, not Tuesdays. Uh, this is what it looks like. We're going to focus on, you know, the events, groups, insights, um, talent, which is another uh, key thing, but keep the calendar updated, uh, the groups, the insights uh, by groups. Um, so if you're not, I mean, for example, Eric, if you're, you know, for cannabis is separate, we, I put them together probably by accident here. Um, they'll do things together, but separately. And, um, we do, for example, if you uh, actually need to do it from my email, if you want to see the recordings of the breakouts, every one, you know, from education to the you know, financials fintech group that Joe's doing, doing having a blockchain event and, and crypto healthcare um, is going to team up with others. Um, yeah. you, sorry. Someone says them. So real estate, all these groups, just going to you know, keep them updated, but really also trying to get the insights. Um, so we get a lot of interesting things from the public markets. But and I know that, for example, Duncan's on. He's got, you know, thoughtful uh, posts that he's been putting up on the app. So as things go up the on the app, we're going to you know show it. Um, and, you know, as users are joining, we're going to highlight them. Um and then down here, just some extra links. So, so every week, this list will be how we, uh, you know, put those together. It'll go out on Mondays, and then Tuesdays we get together. And to the extent that you are co-leading a, a group and want to create an event or want to share something and uh, do something with other groups, this is the, the, the place where I'll update you. We'll have a discussion. You can do your breakouts. And then Thursdays, we're going to do a quick 1030 where basically you tell me what to put in this digest, but the best way to do it is to put it in the actual app, and we'll just copy those posts into the digest and highlight them and make them more dynamic. And then by Fridays, we'll announce the how we see the next week's agenda shaping up, That'll and we'll share the, the digest with everybody. You have one last chance to add or edit. So for me, it actually, because I used to be the editor of the newspaper at my college at Denison, Denisonian, and it starts with 
really, to me, it starts with how you see things on Thursday. So Thursdays sort of shape the Fridays, Mondays, into the Tuesdays. Um, I had promised in create events. This is sort of the, the way to think about it. First, there's a Google Sheet. This one, which you've all seen, you know, and I want everything to happen on the app but until everybody's over. This sheet has two key um, tabs. One is by person, and you can sort all of these. Um, I can see a couple people are, are on it. You can, for example, if you want to see um, by groups, you know, the ag. Uh, and then over here, we've identified one, twos, and threes who are active. Um, and the other place that we're sort of repopulating is this, this, this is by group with all the links to the app groups as well as if there's a breakout like the future future work these are going to go with the global conference decks um, so you've probably seen those before and then uh, you can figure out who's in your group that way because we're going to get together every week uh, also you know how we can support you in terms of structuring an event and I look at what, what we did with future of work um, with with Simon Vine that came together sort of his brain child uh, in a way and you know a little bit like we're all musicians you know playing bass you know so to speak he, he, uh, questions but you know we tend to always like have some speakers great content Gary uh, Denise and Elliot and then we had some actually had founders like Ranit and, and others and then we had breakouts um, in our town hall debrief. There's no, you don't have to do that all the time. You can do whatever you want, really. But um, we always like to have breakouts, so I think keep it interactive. In terms of inviting speakers, you have your own speakers. We sort of collaborate with Simon, helped, helped him uh, choosing a date. I tend to like these Tuesdays at 1130 because our whole network is together, like we did last week. But, you know, whatever makes sense for you. Um, in terms of executing it, we have a Google deck. Um, much like this uh, future of work, and everybody you'll see contributed uh, and would throw their slides in, you know, much like we do uh, first the, the bio slides, and you'll see uh, Carrie's presentation was here, and on and on. Then uh, going back, then we have um, we just threw save the date. We're going to have a better calendar system, but for now we'll, we do, you know, send out invites. We'll put a post in the app. You'll have an event group in the app, which, you know, just so you, I guess you could see it from um, the admin side. Let me go to um, this one. When you come in, you can see all these groups. Um, you can, for example, uh, search. You can search by, and there are three categories when you search. One are verified members. These are, like, people who are are and we're still adding some in who are, you know, paying members. Then there, then there are members. We have about 280 now. And then there are groups. So we, 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 the way the app works, we make an event a group. So, you know, this group had 45 members of it that went, uh, and you could have chats uh, inside of it. Yada yada yada. Um, then. Uh, we're creating a different calendar system, which you'll see. Yeah, we'll counter invites. There's a LinkedIn event. If you haven't done that, we had over 200 people um, for the future of work 
registered interest, but then we remind them they have to register on the app uh, for compliance purposes, and so we know who's there. Targeted emails, you know, we can do a pre-event video. We do recordings, um, and then you can leverage it with this digest. And then, again, the digest will be mailed out Mondays, not Tuesdays, like today, but the first one. You can contribute to it. You would take your app uh, post and we put it on. We can also um, we also have a Google shared Google Doc, which I'll um, show you. It, this is the weekly digest that you can everybody can contribute to, and then we port it over to uh, HTML. And then also, um, if you just have uh, maybe it's not your post, but you want to request someone. Um, you know, let's just say it was it's the Epic versus Apple um, issue. If you wanted to create a 30-minute um, event around that, uh, Jonah, with uh, Eli or others, you know, we can do it. And then uh, eventually, not today, just we will have an elegant process for onboarding, at letting you share on an, at least on a no-names basis deals that you are doing. We may be looking for capital, and we'll, we'll also, if you're looking for talent, we're going to, be able to do that, but we're not there yet. Uh, just from a compliance standpoint, there will be this wall. We have a sort of principals and CIOs uh, grouping, but most of those people are going to be qualified purchasers. We're, you know, we will allow more free flow for them. But again, this is sort of how we see the groups lining up. We now have ten by industries uh, interests. We've added philanthropy. Um, Asset classes, we've added lately SPACs. It's not quite an asset class, but it's sort of an area that, that's it's becoming important, more important. Geography, uh, we added space, which Esther Dyson is going to be involved there. Profiles, you know, if you're SFO, CIO, CEO, CFO, or fund manager, you know, we have all these schools, and we have these types of companies and associations, including CFA, CAIAs. These are your shared experiences, Um and then these groups, whether it's future of work or impact, um, or if it's, you know, if it's a, from all angles, you know, everybody can be, can be helpful. Um, I, in terms of programming, I'm going to, I'm looking at some things like the, I saw this woman, uh, Christy on New York Times, uh, she did the good, bad, the ugly of direct investing. And I just copied some of her, uh, her slides here. Um, or some points. She's, she and I are going to be talking. I want to try to bring her uh, into uh, into a special event. Again, I'm welcoming you to come up with your own ideas, and we'll support you. Um, our big one is, you know, these global conferences will keep happening every month. It's sort of – I almost look at them as a way to, for the groups to get together and plan to do other things because they're, they're, they're rather short. But the agenda, as you'll see, day one is there's a well, that, this is now going to be 9 o'clock um, – have a longer principles and CIO session, followed by, uh, you know, we'll have a panel, um, basically on, it'll be on more macro panel, and then we break out by our, our industries and interests, and then we debrief. And then I'm going to do a recap for Asia coming online, and then get up early to have that uh, a really focused Asia panel, Francis, and then we'll talk about that. And then the, the keynote there uh, will include Erica Orange, who did the last event, and she's going to talk about the future of education. and the alumni group breakouts are going to be more important the second day and talk about themselves and a little bit longer so so that some interesting people can do some keynotes 
but then we'll answer the questions that she'll be asking and then come back to do our debrief. We're going to try to also include some TED Talk aspects. So um, I think that's it. Just so you know, we're going to do this asset allocation poll here shortly um, for the, the, you know, we're making, you know, how everybody starts at a different place, if they're an objective, risk tolerances, but we're just going to have the breakouts uh, make an interesting, you know, enable an interesting discussion. Um, and we're going to do a poll um, in about 20, 25 minutes along these lines. Great. Mark, I had one quick question because I was yep. testing your app this morning. Um, so one thing I tried was, again, I mentioned my, my podcast. I tried sharing my video into the app. Um, in most apps like LinkedIn or, or Facebook or Instagram, whatever, when you share, for example, a YouTube link into mm-hmm. into their social networking app, um, I don't know if it works like an embed. An embed's different, but essentially the video window will pop up where if I make a post on there and I just copy and paste the YouTube link, um, it'll come up as this pretty like video. So when you post in the app, um, it's like an easy one click. Um, when I do it on yours, it just comes up with only the link. And I, and I wanted to do this thing where in your app, uh, when I have an interview, uh, which I'm trying to do a lot more on a weekly basis, I would post them immediately to your app uh, as video segments on there. So I'm, uh, you know, you it, it, maybe it, it, there's different functionality on the uh, on your iPhone versus or your phone versus your uh, Versus the web, have you tried? How did you try it? Versus I tried it. Uh, I tried it through the phone because I, I, I'll be honest, I had no idea it was enabled for web. I would have done it through web if I had known. So there's that. There's also on the phone, um, we can do live. So I'm going to do a couple live ones com- coming up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have 300 people. I was waiting till we had about you know five, six, seven hundred, six hundred. By the way, I've been experimenting with something called Hopin. Does anyone work H-O-P-I-N? It's, it's like mm-hmm. Zoom on steroids. Uh, it's the whole virtual conference experience. I guess the United Nations, is, and a lot of these uh, groups are using it. It costs a lot. It's like $18,000 uh, oh, a year. Wow. To do it. But it's, you, know, you can pop in. It's, you, you have your virtual hallway. There's a stage. There's multiple stages. There's, and you don't have to wait for me to assign you. You can assign yourself. You can move in and out just like you would would normally in a in a conference setting. Um, to me, I think the future of work, sort of like, this is how I'm I'm going to sort of run our business that way. Uh, just 24 seven hop in. Talk about no boundaries. But yeah, uh, that's uh, you know we can also have shared spaces. You know, anyway, that's a longer. Uh, Longer story, but I think uh, to your point, when you want to post something, a video, just call, call me. And we'll, we'll work with you. It's a Michigan guy who, who's uh, behind Honeycomb, and okay. um, and we can prioritize. He's also doing a five million dollar raise, <laughs> so well, there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just think that video is video is really the, the future. Everyone likes watching videos. Uh, so I wanted well, to try and do well, that me, in a series on your app. So well, well I'll, I'll contact you separately. I don't want to take no, your time, but I'm very interested in that. There's a ton of things that we have video-wise. Some we've we've unlisted, um, and uh, and some is public. We have to put our wraps and disclosures and everything. Um, you know, for example, well, this is you know you you name the subject. You know, if it, if it was about sports, closer to your heart. 
But all this, by the way, it comes back to the weekly. Um, so the weekly has all this content. So if you remember, sorry, I'm, I'm making you dizzy doing this, but on sports, you know, there was a, uh, or I guess this was the excerpt. Oh, I can't do it from here. Um, but all this is there for you to, to access. And then what, what I'm frustrated with is, is we don't have advanced search in the app. So yeah. you have to, and, but that's, that's coming. Great. Uh, I'll, I'll contact you separately so I don't take your time on this call, but I appreciate it. Okay, great. Any other questions? So let's just see who's on the call. I was, I was too busy. Um, and this I sort of go back to, uh, for now, I'll, look, I'll go off this uh, shared sheet. Because um, if I don't have you on here. So Jonathan Dane, uh, I know you're interested in sort of public markets. You know, again, you can also all assign yourself back over here. And I'll just throw this back into the chat. Um, or Peter, I know your, your venture, your healthcare, medtech. Um, Sean, you're yeah, Mark. By the way, Sean, we need to hey, talk. Mark, to it's, it's Peter. I was, I was the earlier call in that you didn't recognize. Sorry, but we oh, okay. lost power out here again. So I'm on my uh, cell phone now. How's, yeah. how are the, how, how are the fires now? Um, well, luckily it's, it's, the wind has calmed down. It's not as hot as it was. Um, so I think they have last, last thing I saw was what 20% contained or something like that, but they're, they're massive fires. They're, you know, burning hundreds of thousands of acres. Um, so it's, it's not good, but luckily they're in semi remote areas. So. Well, well, welcome. And I, so I, I see you, know, again, you and others, you, you know, where you, where you are, just what you, um, we want to do is, you know, you've got, you can reach out. Um, I think Thursday is probably the better day. Uh, the cadence of of having a chance to do your, you know, break, breakouts, or you can do like the education group. Just they all met, and they're gonna they're sort of taking things by the horns, like Simon did. Um, so I'm very, you know, we wanted to sort of create systems that enable you to collaborate. You know, again, we'll talk about deals separately, but at least. Um, for now, to the extent that you want to um, make use of our platform, you know, the more engaged, the better. Ooh. I whipped through that. So any, and we have a, and we're, we got seven minutes before we move on. Um, but any, any, if you have any suggestions, because we're, we're, we learned that. Yeah, thank you for the people in the chat on some of the, on the tech platforms. We'll, we'll be switching. I'm reviewing. Uh, I have one comment again because I was playing with your your platform this morning. Like uh, the main feed, right? Is the main feed only for verified accounts, or would it work in the sense that anyone ends up in the main feed, but the verifieds are sort of like, of course, you know, highlighted. So, so sort of verifieds can can direct message anybody. There's just two things about them, and they're and they're um, and they're their posts go uh, higher. You have to um, 
you have to want to, to see someone's feed. You have to go at you, as part of your. If you go to their profile, you add them add them to to your notifications. Um, so I'm in it as the admin, so that's not perfect. But if you play with, I'll, I'll send something out that will maybe it's a, I'll give a longer video. We have a one minute video um, on using the app. Um, so maybe we'll, okay, we'll, cool. we'll create a longer one. Cool. Yeah, no. But, it's, but it's anyone else with, so Joan is sort of the unfair guy asking these questions because he's so savvy. Any other questions on the app or, 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 or what I've gone over? I don't know what I did with these red lines. I guess we're going to live with those for the next hour. Anybody knows how to get rid of those? Any, 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 any thoughts? Anybody want to want to see what kind of events would people like to see? And even this weekly briefing, are we? You know, I, if there's some things that you want to do in, in, as as themes, you know, ping us and let us know. Would it ever be uh, appropriate to have portfolio companies come on and talk? So, yes, um, this sort of long, as long as they're not, you know, there to pitch for capital, but if it's to teach us something, absolutely. That's something okay. that, you know, one thing that I was that is a theme that I'm, you know, going to be emphasizing for us is this is what I love about having funds, because the funds uh, bring us, you know, companies. Both that they have both portfolios, which are can be tremendous, and we can interconnect with those portfolios. Um, and if, but if if you want to fully engage and go into uh, pitch mode, that's a different. We just have to set up a different event for it. Um, no, it wouldn't necessarily be a pitch. I mean, it could be like so. I have a bunch of companies who are supposed to be speak at conferences this year, who obviously you know aren't going to have that opportunity. Um, they're going to present findings on, uh, you know, best practices and in certain industries. I don't know if that's it, – it's a little esoteric. Uh, it's very operational. I don't know if that's something that's for this crowd. I, I don't know. Well, I would I would just go to, you know, back to the, the, the groups. If you go – if you see um, these uh, – go by group, just reach out to either you – can take the bull by the horns if it ha- happens to be impact. You and Joe can figure it out if it happens to be whatever it is or the or they relate to. Um, they can be part of the uh, these breakouts. You know, for example, you know his, here's cannabis, and we just um, you know every Thursday as we build up into the events or even these Tuesdays, you can incorporate them into the agenda. They can be like sort of thought leader, quick speakers. I actually have a gig in my uh, Wi-Fi, but I'm in the wrong place. So sorry for the slow. So the short answer is yes. Any other thoughts? Yeah, those kinds of industry deep dives would be interesting, I think. Yeah, because I, I look at at these uh, – I look at the global events as we scratch the surface and then get together, get to know each other, and then plan for the deep dives. Like, what do we really want to go into? 
and then it, it, they're just catalysts. To, and then you can do things between groups. I mean, Eric, what do you want to do? How can we help you? Example. Well, Mark, I was actually just thinking about how to give you credit. We have 16. Um, honestly, I was just thinking about how we give you credit because a couple of the folks that uh, that are not on the uh, Zoom right now but are usually here who you connected me with have, have turned into exceptional partners and kind of filling out a, a little consortium on doing a very off-market, incredibly attractive investment into a, into a cannabis business. Um, yep. So, like, I mean, that, that to me, the ability to, you know, to, to, to be connected together with, with good partners, since I'm putting money to work, but it's sometimes helpful to have somebody alongside me. It is, it is the ability to find like-minded investors and get ideas. That, that's 100% of the value. Well, and that is, so if, if nothing else, it's the, you know, the other thing that's very important, and this is where Joe, Joe's are you on? Maybe on another call, but. You know, what we've done calls, we've done over a hundred now, um, with our, with the family offices. And, and by the way, you're going to really love the CIO, uh, principal and, uh, principals and CIOs. And, you know, take Dennis and CIO. She wants to, she's, she's, she tells us she's curious to do X and Y. And I have a family in Dallas who, who you should know too, who know, has, runs a billion dollar book in X. And we have a CIO at Pittsburgh that's doing Y. So we can help even them. And they can help, and they can help the families. See, if you're Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, you either, well, if you're Goldman Sachs, you probably take the trade on your own book. You don't try to create what we're doing. Um, and, you know, we're just creating this kind of goodwill. To, and, but as we've seen, this, this helps our banking side. So all, all transparency. Um, get things done. Well, it's 11 o'clock. Some people are joining, uh, not necessarily to be a co-leader. Um, uh, you go to the view options on top and click annotate. Zach, Zach Nasser in Dubai is not muted. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to show you how to remove the red line. Oh, yes. Go. Please tell me. Go. Go to view options on top of your screen, of the Zoom screen. Then um, annotate. I have to go to Zoom? The Zoom, yeah. Okay. Go, tell me again. So on top there should be uh, view. a green bar and view options next to it. Um, I don't. Hide video panel, hide media control. Let's, let's, do, let's all live with the red lines. I don't want to go into the... Okay, I sent you a screenshot message. <laughs> Maybe it's all right. I appreciate it. Unless it's super annoying everybody else. Um, but we're going to go to the weekly uh, briefing aspects. I do want to check one thing because I want to do a poll. Um, and I'm just going to make sure that I can do that. One second. And then we'll get going. See, sorry, sorry for the delay here. Well, maybe I think what I'm going to do is while you talk, Stephen, I'll I'll I'll, I'll uh, finalize this. So let me I'll go back to to this to the main screen. Sorry about that. All right. So we just talked about uh, the, the cadence, and I'll just borrow a slide for everybody of what we're doing because I was just explaining to the co-leaders. Um, 
that we're going to have a, you know, I look at it really from Thursday. Thursday, we're, where the co-leaders are going to get together and, uh, you know, to the extent that they can, they can also give us, you know, they're going to th- throw things on the app uh, or otherwise get together to collaborate in the, the kind of events that they want to put together. Uh, and we're going to support them, and then we're going to put it out in the form of a digest. Hopefully many of you receive this digest um, by mail. We're going to do them. On, we're going to get them out on Mondays, and then from there, um, you know, Fridays we'll announce the agenda. It's usually Stephen Burke that I have to like. What are we going to talk about this time, Stephen? So we we try to figure that out, and then uh, and see what also what's going to go in that digest. And then Monday put it out, and then Tuesdays at 10:30 the groups come together, and then we have this weekly briefing. Um, and and I was just going over as, as to how to help them, you know. Do what the future of work is, create, create their own events and, um, just leverage the, the, the platform so we get more great events like we had last, last Tuesday. And, you know, again, this is sort of the, the world that, uh, as we see it with all the different kind of groups and those groups can obviously interconnect, uh, as we bring in the alumni, you know, as it you might have a Michigan alum doing something with, sports and media, which actually is, this is all a true thing that's happening right now with a McKinsey person. Um, and some other events that I'm going to t- focus on is the good, bad, ugly of direct investing. Um, we thought today we would revisit a topic. Um, I was telling Joe Zaro, we've done about a hundred plus one-on-ones and so many families are going to gold and cash and safety and others are doubling down. Um, so the, you get the whole spectrum. We thought it would be an interesting uh, way to get people together and talk about what's uh, what's happening. I know that Stephen Burke, you're going to see his slides. He's actually not supposedly going to do pessimism and optimism. He's going to talk about cryptocurrency and how the big pension funds that are publishing their results, their challenges and their performance uh, to set the stage for this uh, discussion on asset allocation. So um, with that, uh, it's just, it's just I'm going to say when we when he finishes, we're going to go into random breakouts. We'll, we'll size them so we have at least five, six, seven people, and then uh, you know have everybody sort of discuss how they see the world, and then come back. Um, you know, we'll try to give everybody at least ten minutes, and then come back and we'll share what we're what we're hearing, what we're thinking. Um, trend will look for both. You know, everyone's going to be different. Um, and I'll go over this one more time, but. You know, you all have different risk tolerances, objectives, starting points, generations. So not only one's the same, but, but at least you see things that are happening. Um, that, those are the things we want to pull out. What's What are the trends uh, that, that people are seeing and, you know, so that people could learn from each other. So with, with that, although I have your slides, Stephen, um, I think you always like to take control. Um, so I will stop sharing ready. if you're ready. Are you ready? Thank you. Okay, am I up on your screen, Mark? Yep. Okay, great. So, uh, interesting time uh, to be investors, and uh, the question that I thought would be worth raising is the time to adjust your investing playbook. And I thought about a uh, a quote from Ben Graham that uh, really spoke to me as the as the great uh, value investor. Um, one of the things that I don't think he gets enough credit for is his ability to adapt to 
the circumstances and take advantage of opportunities or adjust your process. So I thought this quote from him was quite applicable about the environment we're in. As the current economic, social, and political backdrop is without precedent, it's time to rethink a lot of things that, that uh, we talked about. So today I want to cover two topics. Um, talk about uh, CBDC, which is not cannabis, but central bank digital currencies, and talk about it from the central banker's perspective, and then talk about asset allocation and returns and what some of the public pension fund sovereigns and uh, one of the leading investors is saying. So back in 2018, the, the head of the uh, BIS, the Bank of International Settlements, which is the central banker's banker, um, put out a report in a, well, he gave a speech and in his speech he highlighted 10 flaws of the, um, concerns that the BIS has about cryptocurrencies. And I got to thinking after our last week's call when Jonah and I think it was Anthony from London were talking about their enthusiasm for, uh, Bitcoin, I thought, where's the disconnect? And, uh, I wanted to just touch on this quickly. These are the, the key issues that they raised, but I think it really is about, um, how do you how do you have an economy that you can uh, regulate when it overheats and under and and is uh, going too slow or you're facing deflation? That was usually the the role of the central banks to either raise rates or lower rates to stimulate or slow down the economy. But key to that is also the control of your currency, and that was actually one of the big issues. So I don't want to go into each of these items, but when they talk about economic design flaws, it was actually one of the interesting, more interesting parts of the research is that they were focusing on the data volume and what that means when you take a global economy, take all the transactions, and if you ever move them all to a, a cryptocurrency arrangement, you have some problems that the, every transaction adds a few hundred bytes to the blockchain and the file sizes to handle national payment systems would add tens of thousands of gigabytes in just a few weeks. So there are natural constraints to the mining and the process of, of blockchain. And I am not an expert, but I am sharing what the concerns of the central bankers are. And they're concerned about the ability to manage the size of the uh, blockchain. And then also how many, how many transactions can be processed at the same speed and accuracy and safety that you're seeing with the the uh, other payment processors like a MasterCard of Visa or others. Um, they're also concerned about the finality of the payment and constraints on the system, but also the fact that cryptocurrencies have proven to be not very stable in terms of pricing, as we've seen from the rise, the rise, fall, rise and fall again, or now back up to a, you know, uh, pretty heavy levels. That makes it hard to make it a store of value and to use it as a means of payment um, and a unit of account. So that's one of the other concerns that the central bankers have, because you have to have confidence that the supply is going to be predetermined by some protocols. And that gets into the supply elasticity and the debasement. If you don't have those protocols in place on a fully uh, blockchain or cryptocurrency environment, would you run the risk of supply and demand being out of whack? Um, there's no central agent to deal with the obligations um, or incentives to stabilize value. Uh, as demand decreases, so does the price. So that's not a great environment for running a global economy or for running a country's economy. And the other issue that they raised was that retail purchases are um, are a bit of a challenge in that um, 
back in 17, it could cost anywhere from 16 to $17 to process a transaction. So depending on the cost of what you're purchasing for retail, is that a practical application or not? You know, when you think about it, um, the highest daily volume back in 17 was about $400 million on, on blockchain and Bitcoin transactions. Visa alone processes 500 million transactions each month. Um, is it going to work for merchants and all that? Those are all the things that go through the mind of central bankers when they're looking at this. Um, so where are central bankers now? Because the, the talk is heating up and central bankers are looking at this in earnest now. But in a survey done by the BIS last year, they found that only 25% of banks had the authority most didn't, and most didn't think they were going to be doing anything in crypto in the foreseeable future. And we know in our world that what your plans are and how things work out actually don't uh, coincide. And I think the pandemic is accelerating the way they're, they're looking at it. But it's not um, on the forefront of uh, central bankers' minds, although there is a lot of research being done on that. The Federal Reserve uh, announced last week that they've been in a multi-year uh, program with other central banks and with uh, MIT to look at the impacts on the system and hear their concerns. And a lot of it is, I think there's too much goes to the illicit activity. I think what they're really focused on is financial stability and currency stability and cross-border transactions. Think about a world in where right now the dollar is reserve currency. Most commodities trade off of the dollar. And when they're not trading off the dollar, a lot of uh, central banks set up uh, swap lines to deal with the uh, dollar shortages or not, that becomes much more difficult to do in an environment in a uh, in a crypto or blockchain environment. So those are some of the issues that they're focused on. And it's just a different perspective of what they're worried about is financial stability. Because if you go back to what's the role of a central bank, it's usually one of two things or the primary issues, price stability and employment, depending on the central bank. And price stability is one of their big concerns here. That's not even to get into the cyber issues that um, they're worried that are going to come along with that. So switching gears, I wanted to just touch on asset allocation and returns. And uh, Equable Institute came out with a study last week. They looked at the 143 largest public pensions in the U.S. And their average return for the last 12 months was minus 0.4% versus a target of 72 so the funding gap is growing. It's now 1.6 trillion. The aggregate funding ratio is dropping, and it's on its way to the pre-crisis, uh, the, the 2008 lows, which was around 63% funding ratio. And then when you get into a state level, and we're going into a period where the state finances are a mess because of the pandemic, you look at California, Illinois, New Jersey, Texas, and Pennsylvania, their shortfall is more than the rest of the country's shortfall combined. Now, that's a pretty startling number for those uh, five states. Uh, what happens when you start raising taxes? Do you lose people from the state? You're having uh, state employers are going to have to lay off people to deal with their revenue shortfalls. Um, so that's another factor. So you end up with fewer people working, paying into the system, more people retired, the math doesn't work, and that's actually one of the big issues, and that gets to how do you deal with that from an asset allocation perspective. So you have bad math, and it's the same in Canada. I think OMS had a statistic out where they looked at from 20, from 1990 to 2016, 
the average of their 30, 333,000 members, um, their average time worked in the system dropped from 29 years to 25 time receiving payouts went from 26 years to 32 years. Think of the math of that and how that's going to impact what they need to generate for returns in what is a tough return environment. And it's not alone. The sovereign wealth funds are seeing the same thing. Norges, which is the largest sovereign wealth fund, just announced their <clears throat> returns for the fiscal year ending June 30th, minus 3.4%. They've averaged about 5.8% going back for, you know, just shy of 20 years. Um, but when you look at, or, I'm sorry, 22 years, when you look at where they're allocated right now, they can be up to 70% in equities, up to 30% in bonds, and up to 7% in unlisted real estate. Um, that's not a, uh, an allocation that we would be too far away from, whether you would lower the bond ratings, the allocation, look at alternatives differently, um, or just increase your equity. That feels like a, not an uncomfortable level. And then when you look at what Jeff Gunlock came out with the other day, who is the bond king now, is talking about um, his, his net duration on bonds is zero. Um, he believes the economy is, like us, more deflation-prone. Um, so he's focused on cash to guard against deflation, gold for uh, long-term value in stocks because they'll do well if there is inflation. So you see people all over the board for each family because each family's needs are different. But I would say rethink um, the allocation strategies and where you're putting your money in this environment because the world is so different than it was just six months ago. And we had problems then because we're at a, a rate environment that's unprecedented. Um, you have a narrowness of the stock markets that is unprecedented. Money coming in from liquidity from central banks and fiscal stimulus uh, carrying the system. So it's not a normal environment. And in a non-normal environment, it's time to rethink where you're, where you're allocating your money to and where the opportunities are. So with that, Mark, I'll stop, take any questions. And uh, I just wanted to share a different perspective on the question as to why some banks are not engaging the way other people are. That's great. Yeah. Stephen, a great, great summary here and some really big questions. Um, I'll, I'll leave the, the Bitcoin thing alone because we could spend all day on that one. But I think uh, on the asset allocation side, you know, certainly with the latest actions, you know, from March, uh, the Federal Reserve, you know, essentially driving interest rates down into zero. I mean, people have been looking for yield you know, forever, but now, you know, just doing the math, and especially if you incorporate, you know, stuff like, you know, Rob Arnott's expectations on equity or GLS for us, we're really looking at a, at a huge deficit at the 60K model and really kind of traditional portfolio asset allocation techniques just doesn't, it just doesn't move the needle anymore. So, you know, my, uh, I'll make a statement and, and ask it as a question. It seems as though that this is a great time, you know, for, for really skill-based active management, certainly on the equity side. On the fixed income side, it looks like going to true alternative types of strategies, uh, you know, relative value, arbitrage type stuff in order to replace that yield is, is a direction that people might be going. A any thoughts on that? I, I think you're, I think you're right on that. Bill, I would just say one thing that's a little different, a little controversial, but 
I think you have to separate the equity market into two as well and think about the dividend payers and equities that are low growth but high quality companies that are maybe a better alternative to fixed income than some of the other riskier fixed income options that you can get, um, you know, at a very, in a very comfortable level, you can get between, you know, two and a half and, and 5% dividend and 4% dividend income without really stretching in terms of quality um, and still get a, a better blended rate of return. I think you need the growth and I'm not sure a lot of the fixed income can get it from the current levels. Um, we had a great opportunity with high yield, but I think the other things are tightening up. And I think you might want to bifurcate the fix the equity market into dividend payers that have reasonable growth versus the uh, dividend payers that are deep in the value category that you have to worry about are they going to stay there or not versus the uh, high-flying growth companies that you want to have where active management can really play. And then you do need to take shots at select areas of the fixed income market, but I have a hard time being long in any of those areas. Um, that's the one problem I have from a fixed income side right now. Private private uh, debt is also another alternative, but I think even in the private equity area and other areas, we have to go with the assumption that the returns that we are working off of might not be even close to what we're going to get. And you've seen that with private equity allocations or estimates coming down for a lot of the big public pension plans, they're thinking it's 3% excess uh, going down to 1.5% excess returns over public. So I think it's just going to be tougher all around, and I think you're going to have to see states contributing more to their pension plans. And if you're not in that area, you're just going to have to deal with lower lower return expectations, I think. Hey, Stephen, it's, it's Rob Cullerin here. The, um, you're, you're, uh, toward the end, the commentary on the Norwegian uh, the sovereign fund. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they seemed a little bit uh, aggressive or, uh, let's say, overly transparent. Was that a, a sort of a strategy to share the bad news for whatever this $35 billion loss valuation and work from there? Uh, do you see that some other comparable entities? Um, or is is that something that that uh, you're, you're seeing I, I think they're the most transparent of the subs um, in general. Um, it's very much a part, and someone speaks to this maybe better than I can, but it seems to be very much a part of their transparency is a big issue um, with them, and they're so much the country relies on on the sovereign on the sovereign wealth fund that they tend to be very open about it. Um, other countries are much less. Uh, uh, open about what they're doing and how they've performed. But in general, it's good to get the bad news out of the way. There's, you know, when you're, when you're delivering the thing of issues right now is to the question of their new CIO or head of their fund, uh, whether he's going to divest his holding in his hedge fund that he's in, uh, an owner of now. Well, but again, it, it it is more of a you know that's the current status of things, and I think building a case of how how that kind of comes back. So hopefully, it's not a permanent loss. Well, no, and and you look at these guys. I mean, they're they own really basically one and a half percent of every listed equity in the world. Um, so you know, except the area that they cut back on is they only 
two fossil fuel company own, I believe, are Royal Dutch Shell and BP. Uh, they've divested all the other ones now. So that's another thing that's going to play into this is uh, is actually how we how we think about climate change and portfolios and ESG and portfolios and what's that do to the way companies actually um, are considered for inclusion in portfolios as well. So a lot of issues facing asset allocators right now, as you guys live with every day, but I, I think the I think the only way you're going to get there um, comfortably is in equities. Now we have another, another wrinkle of things. You know, the the COVID has changed the way we think about real estate, or maybe changing the way people think of real estate return board, and that another call into asset allocation strategies that is worth a much longer discussion with people more knowledgeable about real estate than I. Stephen, yes. Of what's going and I, I have, I wonder, I happen to believe that the coronavirus has simply accelerated the structural um, problems that the world is facing. Uh, you know, I'm a big believer in the bond market tells the truth, uh, and so, and, and I happen to think that the stock market today is a little bit of, of um, uh, self, a self-fulfilling fan, uh, 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 type of investment. Where the one being honest, it's pretty pretty tough spot to put their money into equities because uh, that's the industry to put your money today. Uh, and um, and so not not that's looking at you know if we get a vaccine tomorrow, it's not the it's not the pain, it's not the cure all, right? Um, uh, and everyone will feel very good about it, but um, I think this has just you know, really accelerated some real structural problems that. The world is facing, the United States is facing. As you, as you kind of fast forward, what, what's your, what does your movie play out to look like over the next, you know, two, three, five years? Um, I, think it's, I think it's coronavirus uh, independent. At some point, we'll get past this. There'll be a, there'll be a vaccine. But, you know, have there been a few world damage done uh, that has moved us forward into some day of reckoning that has to come very soon and, and what, what that is, what that looks like. Well, you know, it's, you're 100% right. It, it has, there are distortions. Uh, I, I would I look at the equity market differently than you do. I think one market is telling you what the bond market is telling you, that we're in a, in a very difficult growth period globally, and almost every country is reflecting that. Uh, but the equity market, I think we're we're making a message when it's multiple messages. I think you have a return in the market that is driven by a small number of companies, and the companies are telling the same message that the bond market's telling you. So I think we do have structural problems, and they're going to be with us for some time. We deal with longer term. And I saw an article this week comparing China today to Japan in the 80s, and, and and I think Japan in the 80s is going to be a broader message than just China. I think it's going to be a message about um, when you get into a period where you're having trouble getting growth and you have all the other issues you have to deal with, and you're highly indebted, you're going to stay that way for a long time. And Gunlock's of the view that the
it did come through. So you can see the distribution of, uh, of people or a lot of U.S. on the Atlantic coast. Uh, single families, different types. Um, we're investing, most are investing in public, some debt, a lot of VCPE, not as much credit, gold. Uh, which class is going to win? Uh, mostly think VCPE. Um, that's a debate to be had, right, Stephen? Um, and then to the extent which one, how you how you act. So I'll, we'll share these results. Um, but let me hit click a button so that we go out and meet meet some people and let's talk about this and come back in ten minutes. Um, one second, here we go. I'll create uh, six rooms. All right. See you soon. Hey, Mark, I was in a breakout room with uh, Bill Curtis, Durandak, and I found out. I don't know if you can put me back in.
That's when things were getting good, Mark. Yeah, yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> okay. So um, let's uh, go around rooms. Speak, you know, Andrew, uh, tell us how good it was. Sorry. Right, so people are still joining. I'll let people join here a few more. Hey, Stephen Burke. After the election. <laughs> That's After my answer. the election? Yeah. Okay. Who knows? It's just before so, my after the election. I mean, fully normalized, maybe a little longer Ken, than Ken, that. Ken, hold, hold, your, hold your thoughts. Unless you guys want to go first. Um, I was going to let Andrew go, but if you and uh, – Andrew, why don't you, why don't you kick off? What, are, what, what did your group think? Well, we, we actually jumped around in a lot of different uh, topics. Uh, media, Bill Curtis, we're talking about his podcasts, and, and I brought up uh, a um, uh, a newsletter that my brother me in text space written by a guy named Matthew Goldstein, who does a big uh, recap of the, the tectonic shifts going on in media. I would recommend people look for that. Um, I can try to find a link and send it to people, but it's fascinating. Talked about the future work. Um, Paul's microphone didn't work. Uh, and then um, and uh, and, you know, then just as things were getting taken off, we uh, we got yanked back into reality. So, like a good Yeah, fair enough. Uh, which group wants to go next? Stephen and Ken? Or who's your spokespeople? We never pick one. <laughs> we're still making Neither. introductions. <laughs> and then we went back into the group. Now, we're, we're actually talking about the uh, where we see the opportunities. And there was a, a view that you know, that there's still opportunities in each of the areas, whether it's venture or um, private equity or uh, or the public markets. The question then got into how can the FANGs or the FANGs plus or the five horsemen or whatever you want to call them keep going up, particularly with, with Apple. And, you know, that's a question we didn't get to, to get to resolution on, but uh, certainly one. And then the other issue that came up is, I guess, that in earnest about, uh, you know, if it goes one way, what's the outcome? If it goes another way, what's the outcome? So that's probably, Mark, worth a, uh, a whole a whole session on, you know, two sides of the coin there. Ken yeah, just saying that he thinks we're going to get back to normal. When, Ken? I think there's going to be a When this whole thing is less politicized, I think a lot of people are – getting their information from television and the experiential world is, is less involved than it should be. But uh, I know obviously a vaccine will help all that, but I think you'll see a lot more uh, normalcy as things progress. That's just my opinion. Fair enough. I mean, I, on the call, on our, our group just pointed out that China is in my so, you know, just did an $80 million box office on a Chinese film. So that's interesting to see what's happening in other countries, right? And uh, certainly in my that's, state, people... That's are, that's just the China market? Yeah, yeah. And we're seeing, like our, you know, in my, with my company, Kevin just went back to shooting um, Yellowstone. I 
next group? That'd be uh, Joe. I'm still here, Mark. I'm still here. Were you asking me a question? No, I was just, well, I'll, I'll, let's let's keep it going around the house. I was, but let's we'll we'll keep it going. I think I had a bad internet connection, or you did. Joe, you want to share what your group talked about? Or yeah, group? sure. So Rob Qualarina, myself, uh, Sean Lawless, um, Dave Kroom, and. Uh, Robert Winspear were kind of chatting about real estate, and I think uh, Dave Kroon was kind of specifically asking about how this is all impacting uh, gyms and, you know, if there's going to be some kind of stimulus for helping landlords specifically and owners of businesses, the small businesses where maybe, you know, the people, uh, you know, aren't feeling comfortable to kind of get back in and working out and some interesting points about how people are working out nowadays and not working out or trying to get back to gym or motivation. And uh, so, yeah, we mostly spoke about that. Hey, Joe, just, just one, one footnote on that that was, I, I think, interesting that, um, you know, what, the question you, you uh, deal with, you have or you take a, uh, I think David had an interesting thing from Seattle about do you roll some of the uh, the weaker um, entities. That was an interesting, you know, go or no go type of uh, dynamic. And I think there's mechanisms, depending on the distress of those target entities, which can play out to the to the uh, to the new investor. Yes, sir. So, you know, that's kind of that applies to a lot of different yes, industries. So, how about uh, was the next group? Um, Torin, you were you and uh, and Jeff were talking a little bit with Vadim. Yeah, so we were talking uh, a lot about the evolving regulatory environment for the FDA and the Korean FDA equivalent and how the timeframes for things to get through clinical trials are evolving and the potentially long-term effects of the stalled, delayed, or stopped uh, clinical drug trials that were going on in the United States. Um, I mean, we may be feeling that this may slow drug development for years to come for things outside of COVID. I mean, so many of these trials had to be stopped or uh, heavily delayed. Got it. And who, who else? Chris Mayo, you want another group or uh, I remember the next? Mark, I'll go ahead. Um, you know, we, we got through introductions and, uh, uh, a couple of interesting things came, things came up. Bob Blake, who is in, uh, who's in television, was relating the difficult economics there where the viewership is up, but advertising dollars are not as available. Uh, and then MJ, we, we spent a lot of time at my uh, instigation with MJ and learning about his business model, which is a social app for both a social treatment app uh, an ecosystem for people uh, who are recovering from addictions and uh, found that very interesting as approach and, uh, this, and, and the commitment to the mission of his, uh, I think it's uh, Lucid app. And um, it was a very good discussion. I didn't get much beyond that with the. Where do we invest our money in Lucid or? Uh... No, if we have gotten, we, we, we didn't, we didn't transition to the topic. Might as well. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Talk in his book. That's okay. How about uh, what other group? We have one or two others. Thanks, Mark. 
Any, who else? Well, we spoke um, in our group uh, about the healthcare space, uh, and, and the conversation was, you know, what happens to utilization um, uh, in healthcare? Uh, specifically, have people become accustomed to to um, has behavior changed in the amount you go to see your doctor, and uh, and and will people still elect to see their their doctors as as frequently, or they rely on on you know, telehealth, and how that change um, uh, the entire behavior. Uh, then we talked a little bit about the economy itself, and uh, uh, you know, when COVID nineteen hap started, everybody thought it would last. How much has psychology now been changed, and how people? Uh, you know, think uh, and have, have, have modified um, you know, their behavior and, and what's, what's that long-term impact look like. Um, and then lastly, we talked a little bit about venture capital um, and attractive places uh, to, to invest and why that's, you know, why the comment was made, Apple, Apple and Tesla uh, stocks should not be uh, priced as high as they are right now. And so um, whether and, and, and Jonah did bring up that you know, what they're seeing is some small cap uh, video company, video game companies um, are, are are seeing uh, uh, life um, a little bit of a Lazarus moment. They were you know, long thought to be on their way out, and because there's just so much demand right now for video games and for um, and for new different video game. Yeah, I, I can definitely talk on that, and, and I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, my, of course, everything I... Well, just just before yeah. you do, Jonah, because you talked about the mental health, um, sort of the mentality right. of psychology, right? Uh, health. And it reminds me, if everybody could, I would, if you didn't see the work, you announce a marathon. It's like a sprint marathon. Uh, it's It really is challenging. Uh, but you, you may want to check check out that one. And then this, uh, the third one, yeah, Jonah, you're probably the best place to talk about it but oh one more the is public markets is going to team up with tech and not talk about venture tech but fang stocks and we're going to try to bring heather bellini she's the uh denison she's the goldman's analyst uh lead analyst you know she covers apple she covers fang mm-hmm. so go ahead jonah yeah yeah absolutely so uh and I, and thank you Joe. i think it was a great conversation i'll say on telehealth i think there's a big business and um, the hardware side of that, you know, having actual medical equipment in your house. Um, but I can't, I'm not an expert and that's so why I won't speak to it. Uh, what's interesting to me, and I say video games because it correlates, video games are no longer just video games. It's all entertainment. So, like, it runs the market of entertainment. It's bigger than movies. It's bigger than music. It's bigger than all, all that by a long shot. Um, and so when you look at it, what I've found is hey, there's not only just good VC plays, but there's good public plays. Um, especially in like smaller cap uh, public companies that are not your Activisions of the world, but maybe your next Activision in the future. your next school or Activision because of this sort of terrible COVID experience. Um, and they're finding new ways to, to change the world. Um, and, and we're, you know, we're very interested in that here, which is why we are 
starting uh, or in the process of the new game fund, which is a $300 million fund with an amazing team that's focused on investing in those opportunities. Yeah. Well, you never shared that with us, Jonas. So did you know that we raised well, money? Well, it's a new. I'm joking. So let's, let's, uh, who, who else wants to speak before we, before we sign off? Just, uh, you know, whatever groups. You know, you've heard these themes. You've got some insights. Mark, I would just add the point Jonah just made about innovation for our country and for many countries is actually the bright light that gets lost in what's going on with the pandemic and with the politics and all that. And, you know, you really look back over the last 100 years, 200 years, and you can see every time we're at a big innovation point, things really change and the whole mindset changes. And they usually come out of periods of real difficulties. Um, so I think we should keep an eye on that. Um, keep that in our mind when we're thinking about all the negativity that's out there. You know, our ability to innovate and change the way we live is beyond what we can even imagine now. And um, I think that's a point that we lose track of. When this is where I wanted to put you with, with some of the families that Joe and I have been interviewing that are rushing to gold and cash because people like you are still, you know, positive on the public equities. Interest rates are low, but innovation is part of your thesis. And put, have the a point, counterpoint. I was curious, Mark, if any of the people in the talking about health have talked about the role that um, Amazon, Apple, and Google might play in, in the healthcare going forward uh, as part of the healthcare system and lowering costs and improving the uh, pre-sickness health issues and all that, because they're spending a lot of money on picking up technologies that are going to help in that area for them to be bigger players. Um, and in the U.S., that's they could cut 1.7 trillion well, of. To your, to your point, and another reason why I don't invest directly into a venture that often is, one of the guys, really smart guy, Judd Trappigan, Plow Penny Family Office, said, you know, just uh, his 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 screen is, can Google, Apple overtake you? And, you know, you think of everybody with the Fitbits and everything, you know, Apple just overtake takes it, and Google. So to your point, they keep on adding to, they keep on getting bigger and bigger and separating. You know, for them, a, a $400 million acquisition of key technologies is nothing. And for everyone else, it's a big deal. Um, so if they keep bringing those technologies in, those where they can take it. So, you know, it's not too long ago that people thought, you know, you couldn't sell many more iPhones. And then Apple created a whole new $50 billion market with the uh, services business. So, you know, what's healthcare potentially for them is a way to look at it. So just a food for thought. For yep. Any other thoughts? All right. Well, it's um, 30 seconds to 12. If I give the floor to Duncan, he'll make it a five-minute comment, so I can't do that. Any anyone? So again, just if you for us, we're going to do uh, just so you know, ten ten thirty is when we're on Tuesdays uh, and Thursdays, and the Thursdays are going to help us give us the information, uh, insights, and posts. But please use the app um, as much as you can, so the activity is there. And then we're going to do a, like a roundup digest that went out today. You'll see that um, going to all the app. Um, registrants, for lack of a better word.
And then uh, we'll do more deep dives. And uh, we're looking at two, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11, 11.30. Uh, it's a good timing to keep as we go forward. But, you know, Jerry, one coming up on blockchain. Um, you know, then that's where you can pontificate, Duncan, if you have your, your various theories. <laughs> Just pick a topic and we give you a – and we'll put a put a panel around you. Um, you can – or you can moderate like Simon Vine or Torn. If you you know want to talk about some of your technologies and portfolio companies, you know bring them on. That's hey, the whole hey, Mark, point. Hey, hey Mark, if um, if 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 you all saw the any of the RNC last night, um, it seems like the Republican Party isn't dead yet. I think um, I wouldn't discount Trump. What what you're you're violating one of those rules I had up there in that important notice. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm, go. We're not going there. I'm just I'm I'm being but, I'm being apolitical. Okay. I'm just being um, scientific, but yeah. but politics is part of business.